Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Heather Gurton is a painter from Worcester, Massachusetts, who now works in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. She went to the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth for her BFA, and then received her MFA in painting from the Art Institute of Chicago. Heather has exhibited from San Juan to Mexico City to Milan to Tokyo, and has shown work at White Columns, Harris Lieberman, Essex Street, Lisa Cooley, and most recently at a great group show called Intimisms at James Cohen Gallery, and her current show at Brennan and Griffin, which is up through mid-October. I sat down with Heather at her show to talk to her about her mysterious and alluring paintings, the New England coast, anime, humor, and much more. Here's our conversation. stuff so if you don't mind maybe starting with where you grew up my biography yeah I was expecting you to read my paragraph (laughs) the top part of your CV uh yeah the bot well after the yeah just the bio part um so I was born in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. central Massachusetts uh in a town uh well Born in Worcester, Massachusetts, and then lived in Holden and Rutland. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Born in a rut in Rutland. And uh, yeah, so um, Holden for most of my life. And I went to University of Massachusetts Dartmouth Mm -hmm. for undergrad. And then... In art? In art, yeah. Well, before that, when you were growing up, did you... Thank you take, for interjecting, because I'm like, oh, I'll do my our, timeline. Take art classes? And I did. I was, parents I was always interested in art. Um, my parents are not artists. I have an aunt, Gloria Gustafson, mm-hmm. who lives in Maine, who is a regional painter. Landscapes? Uh, landscapes, Seaside? yes. Seaside? Seaside landscapes. Nice. And she's quite well known yeah. there. Um, she's done a lot. Um, in York, she was in York, Maine. Mm-hmm. Started like the York Art Fair. Um, Is that I'm not familiar with? It's Southern York. Maine. Coastline. Yeah, on yeah. the coast. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. That's why people paint the rocks. Yeah, they're really special. Yeah. yeah, I know the rocks very well. What they look like. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of soft, and they have you know, yeah. There's like yeah, the dark cracks. They're not like jagged. There's like a softness to them. Yeah. Where I just was in Rhode Island. And the rocks were jaggedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little less less conducive to barefoot strolls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she kind of showed me that you could be an artist as like sort of your path. You know. Um, That's rare to have that in your family. Yeah. Yeah. She's my godmother. Not that I'm um, like religious, but that was special to me that she was connected to me like on another level. Yeah. Yeah. so she would teach us um, sort of 
advanced watercolor techniques, my sister and I, Mm -hmm. when we were young, like seven, um, which she would teach us masking and how to create um, sort of a wash to get the different colors in the sky and um, using salt to create like a texture, texture, like all these techniques in watercolor. And so when I applied for um, art school, I used some of my watercolors that... You brought the skills. Yeah, I brought the skills. However, um, I don't know if that is such advanced contemporary critical thinking that the art school was looking for, but... But um, out of high school, that's impressive. Out of high school, yeah, Yeah. but they were kind of like kitschy techniques too, you know, like the salt and the masking and creating like iris, like these beautiful like iris out of like dropping... um, uh, you know, wetting the paper and then dropping the watercolor yeah. into the paper, having it burst, and then so you have an abstract form, and then finding the um, still life from from that from the yeah. abstraction. So old watercolor tropes. Yeah. So I don't know if like for them it was for me I was like very impressed, mm-hmm. and it was they were some beautiful imagery, but who knows? Like when I applied to school, uh, I didn't apply to many schools. So I got into UMass Dartmouth, which I thought was great. Um, so I, I went there for art. How yeah. was that? It was fun. Um, was it a small it was, program? It was a smallish program. I don't know really. I don't know anything else. Like I think maybe there was like 20, 20 kids, but I actually don't know. I don't know the facts like that. Yeah. Maybe the school had 10,000 students, something like that. Which isn't a small school. It was maybe a big school, yeah. but not as big as like UMass Amherst. Right. Um, it was pretty, uh, but the campus is really special, UMass Dartmouth campus. And um, it was designed by Paul Rudolph, who designed the Yale um, yeah, Art Building. And it's really strange. Um, the whole campus is like a, a circle um, where the different uh, academic buildings are yeah, in a ring. It's called mm-hmm. Ring Road, and they're, they're, it's very this in the brutalist style, yeah. different um, levels. And he was really imaginative and imagined that um, the students would take jetpacks from building to building. Camp, and so all the buildings have a flat roof, like a platform, a launching pad, and it has like this huge campanile. It's a really amazing campus. That's I just recently cool. went back. When I went to Rhode Island, I... I went back and looked, at, walked around my campus. Did you have a different kind of appreciation? It was kind. It was a little under construction, so I was. Yeah. Um, they're and they're integrating like new architecture to it, and mm-hmm. I don't know how much like people are aware of the importance of brutalist architecture right now. Like a lot of brutalist structures are being knocked down, yeah. and. So I don't think there's like a, I'm sure there is, but I'm not sure if there's a preservation committee that is like saying like, don't build a terrible like glass contemporary cheap structure, like and attach it to the beautiful library or something like that. Like, I don't know if there's anyone that's telling them not to do that. Um, It's not like mid-century or something. Was Yeah. Was Rudolph involved in the university at all? Did he teach there? I don't know that. I don't know if you, if you, I don't think so. I think they just um, commissioned him yeah, to do it. It wasn't UMass Dartmouth at first. It was like Southern Massachusetts University, and then the UMass uh, franchise 
purchased purchased it and turned yeah. it into a UMass. I made art for two years in a Rudolph building, and it was pretty interesting. I yeah. think at the time, I we weren't crazy about it. But yeah. There was something really nice about it, and we were surrounded by... The concrete. By, yeah, and it was it's almost like prison in a way. But, yeah. But the windows were beautiful, so you had this great light. Yes, yeah. And um, you had the pit where everyone yeah. could like, stand Absolutely. and see the... It's like the gauntlet of, you know... Yeah, and concrete benches. Yeah. And we were told that he, he wanted there to be tapestries on the walls and textiles to warm up the... But we didn't have any tapestries. Yeah. You to know. warm up the brutal. Warm up the brutal, yeah. yeah. So you can bump into the jagged edges of it. Yeah, everything. like pressed um, plywood. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a great campus, though. It's, a, it's really something special. You, like, if you look in Google Earth or something, you can see the, the ring of these, these buildings. Yeah. So when you were... Um, were you painting there? Was that, I was, was, I was a painter, focus? yes. My, I've always... Um, been interested in painting as a medium yeah and I just went through I kind of wanted to transfer mm-hmm. at first I would you know as a young I was just like going through the path I, I wasn't very like um, in control I think I think I was just going through like from high school to college and was like I'll figure it out later and uh so when I got there, I didn't. It didn't feel right. Like I was like, I shouldn't be in this type of public school, or not public, but like um, liberal arts. Yeah. Like I thought I should be in an art school. Oh, you wanted to get like a immediately. More like I knew that I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I wanted to be focused, and um, I sort of talked to my parents, and I was at the time getting um, full tuition. That's so. Nice. Yeah, it was a, through like a scholarship that I actually applied for and got like a merit scholarship. So it was full tuition, and my parents were very skeptical about me going to Boston and transferring. So they really talked me out of it, um, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and uh, so I stayed. But right away, I knew I don't think this is the right place for me. I want to focus completely on art. In retrospect, do you feel like you learned some stuff that was? Additive? I don't think so. I I mean, I took classes outside of um, the fine arts, yeah. like um, planet Earth or something, science. And I English I like a lot, so I took some in- advanced, you know, English yeah. courses. But I don't think that I couldn't have gotten that. Maybe at an art school, they have other classes, right? Yeah. Like well, even- I never went to art school, but. Um, I only went to universities, uh-huh. but I love the fact that I did now in retrospect really? because I took a lot of amazing classes that uh-huh. ended up getting me interested in other things that down the line I had an entry point to because I had studied it or uh-huh. thought about it earlier. So yeah. I'm thankful. And then I would visit friends who were going to art school in New York City, and they were just, I, they weren't, I mean, it was crazy. What their they were just partying. Idea like, wasn't the yeah. They went to class, which was basically just a studio. Their world was small. Yeah, they their were a small little worlds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were in an isolated bubble. Yeah. Of, of art. Yeah. So I, which I'm sure can be. I'm great. glad I never. I didn't really have that experience where I was. Um, I thought about that. Like if you move to New York and move to Bushwick, and you. I mean, maybe not now, but like that was like the path that you took, and you were like isolated and 
we're just partying and yeah. you think like this is it yeah and how can you focus on school if you're in New York yeah there's so much going on there's so many shows and at that age yeah like fortunately I was in a place that was there wasn't much going on you know what I mean so I was like yeah. in the studio all the time and that was my my fun place to like hang out and yeah but it yeah. was really a centered around but if you rule that scene then that's if you can rule it yeah, and you rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, my mom would say, like, you're a big fish in a little pond. Yeah. Like, I, you know, because I, I did well at UMass Dartmouth. Yeah. And I got a teaching job right out of, I was teaching with just an undergraduate degree at Newbury College in uh-huh. Boston yeah. for two years. So I, like, excelled. So she's always like, if you went to RISD, you would have you been terrible. <laughs> like, she would <laughs> always say that to me. I'd be like, oh, thanks, mom. mom. <laughs> Thank you. No faith. But in like that. <laughs> I don't know. She's trying to make me feel better that I stayed at, at UMass Dartmouth. Yeah, she's backing her but, her yeah. investment, not financial, but her investment in where you should be. Probably. Yeah. But this yeah, is so I, revealing. I think what I just. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you can excel anywhere. Yeah, it's up to. You gotta I mean, figure I, it I, out. I always say that. It's like you gotta figure it out. That's a good... That, Wherever you I, are. I'm gonna if put you're that partying in New book. York, you, you figure, figure that out. out. Yeah. No matter where you get dropped, you yeah. got to figure it out. Uh-huh. Well, I was a, I would say, a medium fish uh-huh. in a tiny pond, which was the art department of a gigantic ocean, which was the university. So it was a weird dynamic. Uh-huh. And you know what I did? I figured it out. Yeah. It took me a few years. Yeah. But I figured it out. I feel like that's like a Book of Mormon song or something. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe, yeah, we can, we can post, edit that into this yeah. if you want to write so something. sound effects. <laughs> so you graduated from the top of your class. Top of my class. I was really like the teachers, one, me and my partner at the time, not my current partner, but we were really like, they loved us. Like we got invited over. To, we loved them too, you know, mm-hmm. invited over to dinner and, um, asked to teach and do other things. So that was, that was nice. I had a gr- strong relationship with um, the faculty at yeah. UMass. Do you, are you still in touch with them? I'm not. A little bit. Like they, uh, Anne Leone mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is a teacher, and she's emailed a few times. And then Brian McFarlane. Um, I'm like saying that if they hear it, I'm like named. And then... Um, uh, my favorite teacher. I'm blanking on her name, but I haven't spoken to her in a while. But they're like all like Boston figuratives, painters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Boston. And what's? I mean, I never. I visited Boston here and there, but I've never spent a lot of time in Massachusetts. I mean, what was? Is there a provincial kind of aesthetic? Because I know some Boston artists who have that kind of gestural figure if it's like yeah. a mixture of figurative painting and abstraction there's a real I'd say like there's a real love of paint in some of those painters I mean is that would you say that that carries through a lot of painters there? Lori Kaplowitz I remember oh, her name nice um yeah I think when I was in school the combination in undergrad it was like yes you combine the figure with an abstract place you know is that what you were doing there I was sort of I was making more of like narrative humorous scenes and 
with like figures and environments and putting like pattern pattern decoration mm -hmm. coming off that like yeah. in the background um yeah like and a collaging um yeah collaging different elements into into the canvas well, who are people you were really into at that um point? we were looking at like um i'm totally blanking the german Neo Rauch. Neo Rauch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I haven't thought about this in so long. Yeah, like Neo Rauch and, you know, even like, I was looking at older stuff. Like, we, like everyone loved Mary Cassatt yeah. and Singer Sargent. Like, if you could sketch, like, Sargent, you know, you were, like, best in the class yeah. or something. Um, and also just trying to be, make my own contemporary work mm -hmm. so yeah collaging um for using computers you know so you started using like yeah photoshop yeah using photoshop like or just you know going to the computer lab taking different um images printing them out and you know putting them together and then creating sort of like a did, figurative scene. Did you have computer uh, computer in your studio, or were you going to a lab? I to had. That? So now we're yeah we're moving towards like the end of my. This is kind of what I ended on mm -hmm. with, in undergrad. So we would have um, yeah like a computer lab. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I know right. And <laughs> I would print print it out and bring it to my studio. And I wasn't really projecting. I was trying to draw like as good as I could. Yeah. That was important to me, like being a really good drafts person and so if it was I a couldn't decision. It's not like you didn't have a projector. Well I just or... thought it was the right thing to do. Right. Like there was like certain like I didn't want to cheat. Yeah. So when I after school I started using not a projector but like tracing mm -hmm. like the outline of something, like yeah. using like a chalk rubbing the background and like transferring. Like the, cartooning. Basically. Yeah, cartooning. And then like little parts of the painting because I don't think I had I didn't have a projector I didn't think of that so I would print out print out and then yeah. create the get the scale of things basically. exactly yeah. exactly yeah cheater I know well it was kind of like uh it was just I it was like an epiphany like oh I can do that and it's okay yeah because it coming from yeah Boston like everyone wanted to paint really well and be like in fig like in figure drawing class, it was almost like this, it was so much pressure and competition, even at, um, you know, the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth, like everyone had wanted to draw the figure at the best. Yeah. It was like technical proficiency. Technical, was the, absolutely. Was the measure. Yeah. And then at a certain point you thought... That's well, I was kind of like a trailblazer, you know, not just painting young women with the with light you know that was what everyone wanted to do yeah. which is great uh, fine um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that women are beautiful creatures <laughs> trailing off but um, yeah for me to use computers using collage and create putting humor in my work I made a lot of my paintings were funny yeah um, it was like sort of like blowing people's minds too you know yeah because they're so conservative, it was mostly, um, yeah, like figurative painting, nude, right. with drapery. You were adding some elements that I was adding were. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Were the, were the faculty into that or were they kind of? 
didn't know how to. Oh, no, they thought it was great. And I was sort of following their lead a little bit, like Lori Kaplowitz. Well, she did a lot of pattern and fabrics and figures and nudes. And, and Leon, this is so amazing how deep we're going into this because I haven't really, it's great. It's like, it's not like therapy, but it's kind (laughs) of like, you should think about your past. Yeah. I don't often think about my past. Well, um, we, I think artists, we tend to focus on the future. Yeah, or the, I'm very present. present. Yes. I don't, I'm like, whatever is happening present. is the most important thing. Um, yeah, there's a fear of thinking about like two paintings ago. Like you don't want to have to worry yeah. about like next, um, I'm the one I'm working on now. Yeah, yeah, it's very present focused. So um, they were egging you on into this. Well, I just looked at their work. You know, they were big influences. So I looked at their work and I went to their galleries and I went to their homes and I went to their studio. And so that was my influence. It was directly in front of me. So I um, emulated, you know, what they were doing. And they were sort of, um, you know, they were adding, you know, not natural color and adding textiles and adding atmospheric space putting a figure in an you know not just a real environment like an imagined space yeah so i was i put did that in my work so while you're an undergrad in the studio is music a part of things are you a fan of music were you ever going out to see because Massachusetts is a big music scene. Yeah, I was listening to you talk to Daniel Heidenkamp, and I thought when you were just talking about the Boston yeah. scene, the uh, like the Middle East. I did go there. Oh also. yeah, the Middle East. We would dance a lot. Yeah. Like um, this was maybe the year after I graduated. I lived in Boston. I lived mm-hmm. in Commonwealth Avenue, 1661 yeah. Commonwealth Avenue. Um, that address sounds important. I just liked <laughs> it was a palindrome. Yeah. I called it the palindrome party zone. <laughs> Only it was like three nerds, yeah, four nerds um, lived together after school. Uh, but I was sort of in a band. It was um, I was like a in a band with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. His name is it was like Kile, and then my name was Hey There. Oh, you had like band names. Yeah, we had band names, gotcha. and so we would perform like. Not really. Only like sort of like how I perform. If I do performances now, it's like in a gallery mm-hmm. or alt spaces. Alt spaces or like once we got up on stage. Yeah. But we did like white stripes cover. Oh, nice. Cover and I was I played the the drums. Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> but yeah, so we I I liked music a lot. I'm less like I don't follow contemporary like bands like new music. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband, now I'm, I'm going to the future. My husband is really in, into music. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like a huge record collection. What did he, he play in the band? Oh, he no, this drums. is a different partner. Oh, okay. My husband now is named Zach Precop. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So Sam is his brother. Yes. Who was from Pittsburgh. The Precops yes. are from Pittsburgh, where yeah. I'm from. Oh, so you knew, dude, you know the, his dad. Or, well, I knew of him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I have a lot of friends from Chicago who are musicians. Yeah. Who, it, that's a small community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when I went to, we're going to skip around, but I went to, the music question isn't, I was in the band, you know, it was fun. I was just yeah. like go, listening to music because I was young, but now music is important to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. I went to graduate school, um, 
At the Art Institute. In Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I met Zach. What year was that? That was 2007. Okay. Yes, 2006. So you spent two years out there? Yeah, three, two and a half. Found your man, yeah. came back. Found my man, went to graduate school, got Dra- a man. Dragged him back here. I had a boyfriend that I broke up with, so it wasn't like I needed another man. No, I no, found but... the right man. There you go. <laughs> But so after undergrad, I had three years. Everyone said you should take three years off. That's the prescription, right? I'm really like, I'm just like really Isn't it funny to do how the right thing. Is this a test? Those, like, Am I doing a good job? <laughs> there's all those like theories. It's like some people are like, don't go straight to graduate school. Yeah. You have to live life. And then you get to graduate school. I went straight. And there were people who had like taken 10 years. Yeah. Like the worst thing I ever did was take yeah. a break. I should have went straight to it. I just went out and worked a crap job and I wasted 10 years. Yeah. There's just no, you know. There's no wrong there's way. No wrong. Yeah. What did we say? What you was just got to figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Um, so you brought him back. So you set up shop. <laughs> wait. Okay. So I went to the Arnstein at Met Zach. Uh, yeah. He. So he went to Städel Schule for six months as a guest student. <laughs> and I I got accepted to the Stadel, but I didn't go. I wanted to go to New York. It was mm-hmm. really important. I couldn't wait any longer. And I thought, let him go. You know? Yeah. Let's. So this was after. So we moved, I moved to New York alone. Mm-hmm. I lived in a closet. I lived in a closet. Literally. Literally. A, it was seven feet by 11 feet. And it was someone's closet. But there was an, you know, a doorway. 1100 a month. What is it? 1100 a month probably. It was 650. Oh, that's not that's like, reasonable for a yeah, closet. Yeah, for a closet. Yeah. Uh, and I lofted my bed and I painted in the hallway because we were on the third floor. So it was kind of like the room we're in right now which no one can see, yeah. but it has a skylight and it was on the third floor, so no one went up there. It was, you know, the Yeah. It, yeah. So that's where my studio was and it was kind of nice. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, above the Alligator Lounge. Is that right? Former I know that place. In Metropolitan. That's, yeah. That place. It was like nine years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a small building. Yeah. So it, were you, was there, you know, some of that alligator seeping No, out? it was actually right next door to the Alligator Lounge. Oh, okay. Lounge. And someone wrote Rumspringa on the door, <laughs> which I always liked that. It's a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> so you were there alone. Yep. And that's painting. where you first started, like painting here. Yes. I always thought that the studio was the most priority. The most priority. The my biggest priority yes. was to have a studio. So, so I set up studio immediately. In a hallway. It's always been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always been the most important thing yeah. to me. Well, that's the advantage I think of having of having an artist as a partner as they understand the weight of having a studio yes yeah we're it's both only painters one, the other half might be like well yeah i could only be with a painter yeah or a poet yeah yeah they would both understand yeah well good move thanks so <laughs> when he came back how did you work uh we moved i moved in with a friend and then she moved out and then he moved in Gotcha. So then we live together because you know it's New York rents. You gotta, even if they're teamwork. not perfect. Teamwork. 
you two do the teamwork. So it was, yeah, we live, now we live in the same spot. So this was um, seven years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, in Greenpoint. I don't want to give my location away too no, much no, online give, because. Uh, don't give the address. People, people stalk you and come kidding. ask for autographs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. No one will come to my house. Um, Are you on a one of those beautiful I'm, no streets with the trees? No, but I'm right on. I like where I live. It's busy, but it's at Greenpoint and Franklin at the oh. big, the major Ground Zero. Yep. Greenpoint. Oh yeah, so you're right by. Yeah. yeah. So then my studio is in West at the in the West Street, sixty seven West. Now rapidly I'm changing neighborhood. Rapidly. I mean, it's changing. been changing, it's my but down there, it's, it's really my... changing. Yeah, it's rapidly changing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. It mm. was fun, like a year two ago. It's changing so fast that it can be that different because you know. It's kind of by the water. It reminded me of Massachusetts, like Newport, Rhode Island. It's quaint down there. Quaint. Yeah. And Everything then, seems off the beaten path. Yeah. And now this, the condos are yeah. coming. So it'll be different. It'll be like <laughs> West Side Highway. It's like our current Brooklyn Paul Revere. The condos are coming. Condos are coming. And you can't escape them. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. But it is changing the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, my first studio was in the Gretsch building, um, the old guitar factory. Uh-huh. And... Um, what is it called? Gretsch. Gretsch building. Yeah. It's an old guitar factory. Yeah, Gretsch I've guitars and Gretsch drums. Yeah, yeah. But it's right off the Williamsburg Bridge. It's a big one there. Yeah. And uh, it used to be a guitar factory. I thought it was really cool that I lived in a place where... The guitar that I owned was made in that building. Yeah, that and is amazing. There were a bunch of artists, like Vanessa Beecroft was above us. Uh -huh. and, you know, there were the one side of the building was all artist lofts, and uh, we got the boot pretty quickly. Out yeah. Of and that was the first real, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that that can change. Like, yeah, yeah, you can get. You, you have can get, to leave. Yeah, and I didn't like that feeling uh -huh. anymore. Like, I was really nervous about. Because when you have a studio, you feel like yeah, that's you're really, your home base. Yeah, yeah. Apartment, you can change anytime, yeah. but the studio, you want it. You don't want to feel like your work has to move. Yeah, when someone you're not else ready. is in control. Yeah. You realize. Yeah, so that's you know. Yeah. Something I think nowadays, I imagine student you know students moving here now. I can't even imagine how they do it mm -hmm. with just there's no real wild west frontiers anymore. Yeah. To where you can just go get cheap space. Unless you're way out there, you know. Yeah, I think they are going out, out like in Queens and stuff. Because when you drive, when we drive around there, it feels like L.A. almost. Yeah. Like it's I just driving around. There's like studios out out far. Like spaced out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know Connecticut's the new Bushwick. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I mean it's gonna be <laughs> like people are moving upstate in Pennsylvania and Jersey. You yeah. Know. A lot of people moving to New Jersey and decentralization. It is because it's just it, well, anyways. That's an argument. Venice. For, I always yeah. think about Venice. Venice. Italy. Not Venice Beach. <laughs> Venice. I always think about Venice Beach. No, no I don't really. I, Some people do. Some people go move to Venice Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Venice once and it rained. Oh. And it was not fun. It's cold. It's the water. I think. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, that's too bad. It well, you've, so you've been? I've been there once. It's beautiful. It was colder and bigger than I imagined because I'm from New England. Yeah. 
Let's talk about stuff we know nothing about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's like, yeah. That uh, Guggenheim there, though, has the Picasso Bathers painting, which is one of my all-time favorite Oh, wow. Which was yeah. amazing. That was worth the price of the admission of swimming across small channel. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, ah! like, you know that, that plaza where there, it floods? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah. Yeah, and everyone's, like, like on chairs. Yeah. yeah. And I had a stroller, so, oh, yeah, wow. not the best. <laughs> but it was nice. Okay. Um, I thought you went to Venice yeah. Beach and it rained. You went to Venice, Italy, oh, no, and it rained because we moved to the Venice Guggenheim in our... Yes. Oh, it rained when you went to Venice the yeah. whole time? Yes. I was like, that's okay. It rained at Venice Oh, no. Beach. It never rains in Venice yeah, Beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. a bummer. It was a and it flooded. It flooded. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, but it's beautiful. I mean, that town is underwater, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it is. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I was never, I've never been somewhere like that where... It is really Oh, everyone, let's just move things because the water is going to rise above the sidewalks and uh-huh. the now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Did it, there, could you get around another way or was it yeah. really, really? No, no, we could yeah. get around. But Just that was, one square floods. Yeah. I think it flooded when I was there too, but I don't think it, I think it just at night it floods or something. Yeah. But it was, I mean, the Guggenheim was amazing. Yeah. I don't think I went to it. It's like a small, like old yeah, building. It's like, I, I don't think know, it was An closed. old building. It's got like an interior. I went to the outside of it. You know how when it's raining hard, you can't really see? You don't really take in the landscape. Yeah, you're just like looking at your feet. Yeah, it's a bit of a blur. So that's what you remember, the cobblestones. Yes, I really do. And like I said, we had a stroller. We had uh-huh. our son and you really remember that up. stroller. Yeah. It's not easy to get around. There's a lot of steps. Yeah. A lot of up and downing. Yes. You know. Yeah. How old is your child? He's nine now. Nine. This was a while ago. Uh-huh. So he can handle those steps now. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to go back? No. Maybe. <laughs> Never. No. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. One day I'll go back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling is so nice. Have you been able to travel? I have traveled a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've slowed down because I kind of was focusing on this, this show. Yeah. Um, but I've, yeah, I've traveled a lot. I've been all over. Well, let's talk about, okay, speaking of your show, the <laughs> oh, work... Oh, can we talk about my show? <laughs> Just kidding. The work from, you know, what you were doing in school to what we're he- seeing now, like what, how did your work progress from, I'm picturing, uh, obviously I didn't see your work from school, mm-hmm. but from your description to now, a slight change, you know? A <laughs> big change. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's, uh, how did that happen? Just, you know... You don't have to give me every day, but you know, just briefly discuss how you made those moves and how your work ended up to this place. Yeah, I think I've been always searching for um, a body of work that was completely from myself, so that when I made the work, it felt like only I could make this, only I could make the work. Mm-hmm. So it was. It's been kind of a journey, a development sort of searching for that um, singular vision. So from school to here, I yeah, I went through a lot of phases and ways of working. Um, more, yeah, moving with um, in and out of the figure. So yeah. moving to painting more abstractly, 
and to painting more figuratively. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, with this work, I feel like it is um, from from me. Uh, for example, uh, when I would paint more expressionistically, more pure abstraction, I would create paintings that I really liked, but I could see my hand, I could see other people's work in my own hand. And like that, I realized that's why I was interested in the work. So in the, in these works, I almost had to remove traces of my hand uh, so that it didn't look like anybody else's work. I always wanted my work to seem like it was from outer space. Yeah. And in a way, I had to make it, simplify it to be something more known, like a known... Um, like an icon of something. An icon, yeah. to make it feel that way. Like, rather than to make it as strange as possible, mm-hmm. it almost had to lose everything and reduce to be that thing that I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am at right now. And are these meant to be anthropomorphic in a way? I mean, are they Absolutely. figurative? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they read as faces. Yeah, portraits yeah, yeah. But they have a kind of cute sort of you know, they, they almost look a little bit like these cute little cartoon figures or something in a way. But overwhelmed by the space they're in. I don't know, it's a weird... I guess, I mean, having a son who's deeply indebted to Pokemon, mm-hmm. you know, seeing those kind of like big round sort of faces with tiny circle or, you know, ellipse eyes and stuff. There's I, I see that reference in there. I don't know if that's intended or not. Yeah, I just created a blue and red painting that I was like, oh, this is really Pokemon. I'm not obsessed with like Pokemon or, um, and, you know, Japanese um, cartoons. I do like the film Spirited Away, and I always think that the character No Name, No Face, like, is like kind of what my paintings feel like. And that, and, but that character is like an archetype that's past, you know, he's, that feeling is almost like, um, you know, like uh, a godlike being. Yeah. And and in every culture, like they have that archetype. Right. So I am sort of thinking about that. An archetypal image of of a consciousness peace being. of like a person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the doubling um, something like? Because they look like they could be diptychs, a lot of them. Yeah. And then you have these really tall, thin... I mean, I'll take images and put them on the site for people to see. But yeah. these really tall, skinny stretchers, too, or canvases that, where it seems almost pushed and stretched. Absolutely. So is it... Yeah, I don't talk about the, this double, the idea of the double or the elongate, the manipulation of that form. Yeah. So the original works are the ovals Mm -hmm. confined by the perimeters of the canvas Mm -hmm. and so I thought that it was unfair to keep it so standardized like a rectangle and what would happen if I constricted it to a very narrow field like what would happen to the the mind the mind head which is so funny because my husband always says mind head which is a reference to a film with 
Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, well, I was also thinking about the head as a container for your mm. brain and what if that container was constricted and expanded and what would that do psychologically to a portrait? Yeah. And I'm very much in, in my head thinking about painting. That's, you know, as a lot of painters are, um, forming my identity is yeah. something I also think about. So thinking about like that container and changing the perimeters of it. Yeah, it's very meditative, almost, because it does feel like almost an emptying out, like this acceptance of everything, or it's like you've simplified it so much. I love the metaphor of simplifying the brushstrokes out to take away the references to all these people that have been an influence mm -hmm. pictorially in your, in your past and kind of wiping that away, but also simplifying things to where it's con there's containment, but it's also open to anything in a way. Yeah. You know? What about color? How do you, what's your relationship to color? Intuitive or playful or how does that work? I have found myself really enjoying color as a way to communicate with um, the like a current time, like a timeliness. Mm -hmm. So, like um, thinking about color in the in terms of um, not necessarily fashion, but like what colors are relevant to um, now, and and thinking that what colors are relevant to the to the future as a way to communicating as well way of placing the works in time. So that's something I think about with the color, but it's also structural as well as um, emotional. So mm -hmm. once I start creating color relationships, the color will you know create depth and light and do something like that, or it can create a certain mood uh, for the painting. So yeah. in my show, each painting has a different feeling that I think connect. They all sort of work together to create a whole scene or an installation. Yeah. Um, and each color um, moment uh, is its own um, emotional container. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like its own feeling. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's very like, I don't know, There's it's slightly new age. It's kind of new agey. Which when people get older, they get world, new agey, I think, yeah. like Katy Perry or something. <laughs> um, I don't think neither you or Katy Perry are particularly <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Getting in touch with your kind of spiritual being. I think it's really about me wanting to create my own work, my whole, you know, because I'm so interested in art and. Um, is, you know, like what you were saying, like, oh, I have outside interests. Like, my interest is purely, like, within almost, like, a religion, which is so funny because it, this was something that the abstract expressionist made comparisons to, like, Barnett Newman and his yeah. Stations of the Cross. Like, mm -hmm. what if the new religion is art? And for me, it's just been a reality. But also, like, isn't that funny? I have a self-awareness... Um, so that's why I like integrated, um, like I'm so, I can also like look at that and think that's like a ridiculous proposition. Yeah. So there's eyes, you know, the paintings are looking back at you. They're not just a sublime experience or moment. You kind of. 
They're reflecting they're human too. also, yeah. 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 And they're, I mean, you're funny, so it seems like humor is a part of this, is it not? Yeah. Do you, do you think the viewer gets that, or does it matter? I don't think they're so funny. Like I, No, they are. But I think there's such a subtlety to their yeah. humor, because I can't just, I won't let the viewer get a, a painting that's funny. Yeah. Like you have to work to for this. Right. It's just like almost like noise music or like where you reading the different t- tonal layers. Like you mm-hmm. can't just get a cartoon yeah. painting yeah. and think it's great. I'm not gonna let you have that. So right. it's more difficult of a read and uh, maybe harder to find the humor or get it immediately. Yeah. It's like alt room painting. What is it? Alt room. Like alternative room painting. Alt room. It's not like comedy that's just going to hit exactly. you. Exactly. Oh man, yeah, it's, cool. It's underneath a layer of, there's a mystery to it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's but not maybe surface. to my detriment, or I'm not giving it right away. I yeah, commend exactly. you for that. That's not easy. Because when I first saw the paintings, I was intrigued by them, but I didn't know exactly where, to, where it took me. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I think that used to be like when you're in school people would criticize you for that sort of thing because yeah. people who see paintings can or like that can get irritated that it's not telling them right away yeah the ambiguity or they're uneasy. yeah uh, the ambiguity ambivalence is they would say yeah yeah, yeah. it's like oh. Oh, these are just cool detached paintings it's like no no this is about this is like emptying everything out and it's everything and nothing all at once yeah. i think i believe the timelessness of them will endure I hope to think so like I really think that because because they don't look like something people now can understand right away maybe over time it'll reveal itself you know or it won't just be something that people got now but they won't get five years from now or something like that I think I really think about that uh when creating the work. I'm into it. I think they're, yeah, they're really not like other things. Yeah, I really wanted to do that. Which And not just the look. It's not really, I mean, you know, you could think Paul Feely or think of like yeah. Colorfield Painter. Yeah. Like the way that you're putting the paint on, it's not like that's some sort of, you know, like crazy new way of doing it. It's, it there's references pictorially in the way that you're applying the paint, but they just feel... Like that, they're slightly otherworldly, or uh-huh. they're, they're not. There's a like I'm not familiar, and Thank I love that so feeling much. of that. You know you. what I mean? <laughs> it's like that's the intrigue for me. Uh huh. And I think the rub that you're maybe like the like someone who comes in and doesn't know the language of painting or doesn't know anything about the history of painting or whatever might come there and be like, it's like two faces or yeah, you know, just what? is this funny? Like it's not funny enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this is this? Um, a monochrome or something yeah Yeah. but you so and I think that takes more like guts too to because you're you're just telling those people well you're just not going to get it and you're going for the people who are really going to get that yeah that second well thing I don't want to say yeah yeah I I mean yeah I love to meet those people it's like when you're dressed for Halloween I'm changing it when you dress (laughs) up for Halloween sometimes you're something that everyone gets yeah that's really fun but then sometimes you're something that's a little strange that only one person will get right. and that's who will be friends with you at the party yeah 
and that's really special. Yeah, and you could see when they see you in that outfit, you could see that they know they it right know. away. And there's a moment yeah. where everything clicks. Yeah. And then someone else is like, what are you? I don't get it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, that's the air yeah. balloon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a really... Interesting. So the show looks great. What do you have coming up outside of that? How long is this show up first? Uh, this show got extended to October 16th. Bonus. Yes. Okay. Which I'm really happy about. That's great. And then uh, anything coming up? Then I'm, well, I'll be um, participating in an art fair in Bogota mm-hmm. with oh, a gal. Columbia? Columbia. Nice. I'm not going. <laughs> it was a hard decision. I'm just not going to go. Um, with my gallery in Puerto Rico, Agustina Ferreira. Yeah. And then I'm in a three-person show in Brussels in December with Cheryl Donegan and Molly Zuckerman Hartung at a gallery, uh, Levy Del Val. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing That's that. That's a trifecta. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about those two projects. So yeah. back to work. Nice. Well... It was so great talking to you. Thanks Thank for taking you so all the time. much. Yes, I enjoyed it. Okay, thanks. thanks.